Welcome to the Bambushi Happy Hour. I am Peju Bambushi Roethlisberger. Hi everyone, and I'm Naomi Bambushi. And this is the Bambushi Happy Hour Film and TV Edition. How are you, Ma? What's up? I'm wonderful, sweetie. Oh, everything is great. I've just, you know, like I said, continuing to enjoy, you know, the summer and the upcoming Juneteenth holiday. And I'm just having a wonderful time. What what's up with you, sweetie? Yeah, I'm enjoying. Today is actually Father's Day, so if you're tuning in uh, today, uh, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. there That's right, Happy Father's Day, Daddy. Yeah, especially to my father, uh, my uh, father-in-law, uh, and uh, my other father-in-law. Right, my two father-in-laws. Yes, yes, right. So just wanted to, you know, say Happy Father's Day to all of the good fathers out there. And also, um, Happy Juneteenth. Okay. Okay. Happy Juneteenth, everyone. And Juneteenth can be celebrated by everyone. Let's celebrate freedom and, um, you know, our right to pursue all the things that we want to pursue Mm -hmm. and just the pursuit of happiness Mm -hmm. as we always say long life and prosperity yeah and you know what um on a much uh, more silly note i'm sorry that we couldn't have our man john x out here to you know preach but um i'm sure he'll be making a return to the show uh soon sooner than later okay great all right so we're gonna do a toast today and um, we're going to toast to, I guess, the fathers and also Juneteenth. And we're going to use our super gay vodka that we have, Ma. So. Okay. All right. Let's okay. lift our glasses. And we're going to toast to long life and prosperity, as we always do. Health, wealth, happiness, and freedom for everyone on the planet. Salud. Salud. That is super, super strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my let's... Excellent. Very potent. My let's get into... We saw a couple of movies this week, right? The first one we have to uh, talk about is, of course, The Blackening. And so uh, this is like putting to test the stereotypes of black people always dying first in horror films. So it's it's fun. It's, sap, it's a satire seven good friends i don't know if they're all good friends but seven friends go away for a weekend to a cabin they're in a cabin in the woods okay and uh they become trapped and they have to put their knowledge of horror movies and uh black uh history and trivia um you know to work in order for them to stay alive and we have so a really good cast um we have Dwayne perkins who is one of the writers of the movie and we have grace byers um we have cinqua walls jermaine fowler and we also have a nice little uh cameo kind of from yvonne orgy and jay farrell what are your thoughts your thoughts on the blackening I, I enjoyed it i thought it was very funny i i laughed throughout uh there were some moments that were a little more intense than others uh, I I just thought it was really good, really enjoyable, and I had some misgivings. I thought it was going to be uh, different mm-hmm. than it was, and not in such an enjoyable way. Okay. It turned out to be very pleasant, very enjoyable. I'm glad I went to see it. The performances were good. They were clever, quirky, tongue in cheek. Um, and some predictable, predictable in a funny way. And even the things that were predictable had a little twist to it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very good. And some of the performances were really stellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember all the names of the people in the cast, but the young lady who used to play in Empire and is now on um, Harlem. Harlem. Grace. Grace. Grace, uh, Grace was good. Uh, the young man who we just saw play in a uh, white man can't Sinqua? jump. I think power. And he was also Don American Cornelius. Don Cornelius. Uh, he was excellent. 
Uh, I just thought it was good. I thought the young lady, I can't remember her name, but all the friends were good. I I just thought it was really good. Oh, one young lady who played in uh, Tyler Perry, The Haves and Haves Not. Mm -hmm. She was good Dear White People as well. Yeah, and played in Dear White People. Oh, I thought it was a really good cast, very good ensemble cast, and, and I enjoyed it. Without going further into the plot of the movie, for those who haven't seen it yet, uh, it was enjoyable well, and I recommend it. What are you gonna give it? Because I'm I have a couple of things that I want to you know say I'm, about it. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm, so a low uh, a low that's uh, top a low shelf. Top shelf. Okay. Right. All right. I I'm like going, that. Going with an eight. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought there were a lot of really funny. Um, you know, little cute little jokes. Um, it didn't go as extreme as it could have, where it could have been offensive on either end. I thought a lot of it was um something that everybody can watch and everybody can enjoy. You know, obviously some little stereotypes, but they weren't uh for the most part they weren't offensive because these were all um, you know, well educated, um, you know, self well employed people who you know were, were doing well lives, enjoying but, life right, right you and, know and so and they taking were and able to afford a vacation right. in a cabin in the woods right <laughs> right exactly and so you yeah. know all all of that went against you know the stereotypes, stereotypes. right uh, but my main issue um and took a, a little points away from me was the use of the n-word and the use of the b-word uh, I in particularly do not understand why uh, we keep hearing the N-word used so much amongst us in some of these uh, films or shows when the people who are normally who we normally see in these roles are a uh, well-to-do educated uh, people who are you know professional and you know they don't talk like that you know that's just not a realistic de- depiction of how other black people other African Americans conversate with each other Ugh. and so I I had an issue with that and right and, on daughter and the b word too but right. the n word especially in particular in particularly um so it it, mus- it lost a little bit for me but I still recommend you go see it you'll have a lot of fun you know you don't take it serious it's a comedy it's all supposed to be in fun um I'm gonna give it a high premium 7.5 it would have gotten a top shelf if they would have gotten rid of that I I think this u- overuse of the n word and the B word too, but the N word in particular is some attempt to either uh, it, uh, make us desensitize to it, mm-hmm. or for some reason, uh, or to take the power from the word. You got me. Yeah. You know because we hear so much is now not as powerful as it used to be at one time. Well, it's not as powerful for a lot of reasons. Right. Right. You know, uh, uh, because of the societal changes for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, too, uh, think that it, you know, it's pandering to a certain type of mentality. And I don't particularly care for it either. Mm-hmm. You know, um, however, I did enjoy the movie a lot. Me too. I enjoyed I, it. I did enjoy it. it was okay. Ple- pleasantly surprised. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're going to move on to our second movie, uh, which is Extraction 2. And it stars, of course, Chris Hemsworth. And he's back uh, as Tyler. Um, and they have a really pretty cool appearance by uh, Idris Elba. Um, the way this movie went, I think we're going to see more of Idris Elba when they do Extraction 3. Um, but uh, Chris Hemsworth character, Tyler, comes back from the brink of death. Uh, for a personal mission to get back his ex-wife's sister and her two children from a really horrible um, gangster. And I want to say that this was another uh, movie that I saw that I didn't think I was going to like it as much because I didn't think there was going to be much of a plot because the first extraction, I don't even remember what happened in it. I just remember it was Chris Hemsworth. Right. And um, me too. I forgot I had even watched it. Right. I didn't even remember seeing it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I thought this was really well done for what it was. I thought there was a lot of good action. And I thought Chris Hemsworth did a really good job. He did. Um, you know, yes, he did. With his acting. Right. You know, um, yeah, absolutely. I did. liked it, man. What are your A little thoughts? more range. I enjoyed it too. And I'm really amazed at that because I was really even reluctant to watch it. But I said, well, let me not prejudge and give it a chance. And I'm glad I did mm-hmm. because, uh, you 
know, within that genre, you mm-hmm. know, we understand we're watching a rock'em, sock'em action movie. Right. We understand that. Within that genre, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was actually good. There was some plot there. There was the, the you know, the villain who was a little more complicated than the average villain. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the human interest piece about the family being together and protecting the children. There was the piece where there's the regret and the vulnerability. That's one thing I think Chris Hemsworth showed that he hadn't shown, uh, at least I don't recall ever seeing him show in other movies of this kind where he was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He showed some vulnerability regarding his family and mm-hmm. his ex-wife and past relationship, you yeah. know. So yeah. it was really good. And also he showed a commitment to family because he rescued his ex-sister-in-law right. and, you know, children. Right. So it was really good in that respect. And I like the fact that we had a little cameo there from our man Idris. Mm-hmm. I, I did like that a lot. And um, I liked the, the uh, depiction of the females. I liked the way we were able to look at the, the ladies, mm-hmm. you know, because they showed everything. They showed strength, courage, intelligence. Mm-hmm tenderness yep. everything full range yeah. so uh, you know uh, I, I enjoyed it yeah. I enjoyed it yeah. surprisingly I enjoyed and, it and it was something uh, I'm not gonna say it's for children uh, but I will definitely say that it's something that you can't say oh this is a, a guy sh- you know movie or you know I think right. that women will enjoy for you know many of the reasons that you said and of course guys will enjoy the fight scenes because the fight scenes are pretty awesome absolutely um, and so I, I was pleasantly surprised I'm gonna go with a, um, a high premium with this one as well um a 7.5 okay i'm I'm gonna meet you right there at the 7.5 too thought it was really good okay all right so we we saw two um pretty good films this week right? absolutely yes okay. so let's move on For us that's great <laughs> yes uh my let's move on to a series that has been away for about four years and that is black mirror Yes, yes, Black Mirror coming back in strong. Right. And we have only, well, we've only seen the first two episodes. There's three more. Um, so, we, you know, of course, we'll follow up with those. But the first one that we watched is uh, Joan is Awful. And that is starring Annie Murphy and uh, Selma Hayek and uh, Michael Cera. He has a little uh, little appearance in there. And then a real tiny, small cameo from Miss Clay- Kate Blanchett. And so Annie Murphy, a.k.a. Joan, is an an average woman who soon discovers her life has become a TV drama on a global streaming platform, very much like Netflix. Um, And uh, I think a lot of this has to do with um, how... It, AI right. is starting to right. um, take over, and it, yeah, everything. invasion of privacy, invasion, invasion of right. privacy to the, to the point that it can destroy mm-hmm. your life. At least that's the way it went in this story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really, and I actually really enjoyed it. it. I thought it was um a lot different. My, go ahead, I'll, I'll let you take yeah, it no, over. I was gonna say no, I enjoyed it as well. I thought it was very creative, and I thought it, you know, was just sort of a cautionary tale mm-hmm. for us to just be careful about two things: about the overuse of AI, the awareness of AI, and also for us to do some introspection about how we're leading our lives mm-hmm. and how it's coming across because maybe we aren't the people that we think we are. Yeah. And maybe that's we a good aren't. Point. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it's a mirror image mm-hmm. and what's being projected. Well, we get a chance to say, do we care for that? Is right. That what we intended to do or be. Right. And, and it also showed us, well, maybe we didn't intend to be that way, but this is the way we are perceived. We're perceived. And yeah. And I thought it was also interesting too. Um, I forgot the scene, but one of the reporters questioned, I guess one of the producers and said, why so negative? Why is it? Joan is awful. Why isn't it? Joan is awesome. And she says, well, um, the, we tested it and the public, you know, they uh, sympathize more or, you know, they were more interested in, you know, negativity right then absolutely and so absolutely. that's very interesting and, and unfortunately that's how a lot of things are well absolutely you know absolutely. We, we are drawn to people's problems uh, more so well than, because you know because why happiness because because many of us want to feel that other people are doing worse than we are right you know we right. want to feel like 
oh boy, you know, we want to pass judgment to mm-hmm. make ourselves feel, feel better. better. Yeah, because yeah. we look at we a Absolutely. lot a lot of us unfortunately we look at social media and we see you know uh, you know little episodes in people's lives and normally what people put on social media is the most exciting most fun happiest times that they're ever having or at least they depict it that way and um you know a lot of people become sad and depressed because they feel as though they aren't living up to that standard absolutely and it's just kind of like a a a cycle nobody is living the best life that we think that they're living and and absolutely there's everybody's paying the price for something right you know and also there's this other piece where it can be life changing in positive ways. Also, yeah. Uh, as we saw, I don't want to give away the ending or this or that, so I'll just leave it there. Yeah. But it can it can cause your life to it can cause you to reconsider the path that you're on. Right. You know. So it was, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Looking in the really mirror really and and just kind of giving an honest assessment of you know what have I done wrong? What can I do better? You know, it's not over. And am I, can I being change. right? Absolutely, it's not over till it's over. Right. And am I being true to myself? Am I doing the things that I really want to do with my life? And it causes you to to confront reality that Mm -hmm. life is finite. And who is the joke on when I'm living for other people and not for me? Who's the joke on? What are your thoughts on the the two actresses, uh, lead actresses, Annie Murphy and Selma Hayek? Oh, I thought they played the parts well. I Mm -hmm. thought they were funny. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought they were smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they were interesting. I, yeah. You know, and I want to give a lot of kudos to Selma Hayek because I don't normally see her in that light. You know, she right. was she was very like you know funny and quirky and and smart. And I I think that's how she really is in real life. But we don't necessarily see her that way on yeah. the screen. And and as she is a billionaire, uh, billionaire yeah, from, from her husband. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. from whoever she's yes. a billionaire. We don't right. usually see. Those kind of people in those roles, right? And we know Annie, Annie Murphy could be funny from Schitt's Creek. A- we, absolutely, we know she. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So first episode we saw really really enjoy. That's a it's a top shelf for me. Um, the second top shelf for me as well. The second episode we saw my um also a really good one but very different. Uh, Locke Henry, and um we we meet an interracial couple um who are traveling um to a Scottish town. I guess they're going to stop there because they're working on um, a documentary. Right, right. A, a young couple. A yeah. young couple, right. Yeah. And so uh, the, the, main, the male character, Davis, brings his girlfriend to his hometown, um, you know, stopping along the way, and she meets his mom. And um, while they're there, uh, they, they learn of the story, at least the girlfriend learns of the story of a serial killer um ian i forgot his last name but um he's he's killed and tortured at least eight people in the town and so the couple decides that oh maybe this is an interesting story maybe we'll do a documentary about this serial killer but along the way they find some interesting things about um davis the guy his father and um you know the girl's boyfriend's father they find some interesting things interesting interesting things about him and also about davis's mom so uh what are your thoughts on lock i don't want to talk too much on this one because i don't want to give it away because uh this movie took a turn that i did not anticipate Uh, episode uh, yes this this episode took a turn that i did not anticipate and it was uh, a very dark turn yeah and um the movie was uh the movie the episode was excellent however it was much darker than episode one Mm -hmm. uh as far as i'm concerned and um it was interesting it was creative um i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with an eight for this one too i thought it was i thought it was in very entertaining, very good story writing. Mm-hmm. I, I really thought the script was was excellent. Um, it it just took some leaps and bounds that you didn't you didn't think see. right. Yeah, yeah, you didn't necessarily see it uh, ending up the way it did, or yeah. you know, following the path that it did. Uh, and it had its bright moments too. It wasn't completely dark. You know, it had some some bright moments mm-hmm. too. Uh, but it was a, just about a very quaint little town called Lock Henry was actually the name of the town. Mm-hmm. And um, 
not much else. I don't want to say too much else except I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. okay, I'm giving it a low a low top shelf, and I really enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I'm I'm with you on that, Ma. Uh, for the two episodes, I'm gonna give them both uh, eight point five um, top shelf. Okay, you know if you keep it keep this up, they may even get higher. You know, just for continued um, really really yeah, excellent really, content. The writers, the, the writers for Black Mirror, mm-hmm. you know, for those two episodes, really did an excellent job. They really did very good jobs for both episodes, and they were very different. I don't right. know if it was the same writers or whatever, but um, they both were on top of their game. Yeah, very, very good. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, um, uh, we're going to talk about, um, there's a couple of other shows that we um, didn't get a chance to see this week based on a true story and um, a crowded room. I wanted to kind of, you know, talk a little bit more about them. We'll catch up on them next week. Okay. Uh, but you did get a chance this week to see The Idol. So my, yeah, you finally got a chance to see The Idol. And like I told you, I really didn't enjoy it. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? You know, my thinking about The Idol is simply that it was excessive and in poor taste. And I thought that the main character was very vulnerable and was being just exploited to the hilt. And um, Lily Rose Depp's yes, character. Yes, and I'm saying to myself, is this supposed to be an homage to Britney Spears? Or I mean, that's what comes to mind. That's mm-hmm. who comes to mind. And it just was sort of sad. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I thought it was vulgar. I thought it was gross. Mm-hmm. I didn't see much redemption in the first two episodes that I've viewed so far. Yeah, uh, well, that's all that had been released. Um, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so a lot of problems. The weekend is miscast. Uh, the weekend, I understand that this is a story that he created with somebody else. Uh, he's not likable. He doesn't come across as somebody that would be uh, convincing or, um, you know, exude enough confidence to where people will want to follow him like a cult leader. He seems like someone that you would instantly like run away from. Right. Uh, and so, that, like I said, no sex appeal, no charm. And then um, he's extremely vulgar. And, and Lily Rose Depp, she's doing a decent enough acting job. I have to give her credit for that. I, I say so too. Yeah. But, but there's also not enough information that we have from her past to make us really understand what's going on with her. And I think that's like a big issue with the, with the, with the script. Right. You know, like how long has she been famous? Was she a child actor and, you know, a little bit more background. Yeah. Yeah. What brought her to the point that she's at now? Right. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, A lot of things are going on there. A lot of things are going on and all of them, just seemed to lend itself to the fact that we're viewing a person who is in the throes of a psychotic break mm-hmm. at all times, or either she's in some stage of psychosis throughout the movie. I mean, throughout the series right. so far. And um, it's difficult to watch. Right. It's very hard to watch is, right. is what I will say about it. I'm not, not enjoying it. And uh, like I said, The weekend is the worst thing in it. And so that... <laughs> He's horribly miscast, or maybe not. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's, yeah. he's very, very, very uh, inappropriate for the role. So it has one more I episode. I don't see the charisma. I don't see anything no, from him. No, it has one more episode from me uh, to, you know, give it a fair chance. And I'll let you know. Okay. All right, Ma. Um, the other series that we have been following, and it's in his sophomore year, uh, which is Run the World's. And, um, you know, there is kind of a lot of stuff going on in there, but something that I was a little bit confused about, and maybe I need to go back and, you know, see what I missed. You mentioned this. Why are all of the ladies going to the same therapist, which is played by <laughs> Cree Summer? What was that all about? I, I'm not putting that one together either. I, I, I'm not really comfortable with that. Because mm-hmm. they share, there's oversharing right. going on, right. you know. And how can you have a sense of, you know, well, I'm going to totally trust this therapist because mm-hmm. uh, I can tell her things that I might not necessarily want to tell anyone else. Mm-hmm. How can you do that and expect her to be objective, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of her support and her suggestions and advice 
to each of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how there couldn't be some overlap. Right. You know, so right. I don't know what's going on with that. To me, that just seems um, unusual. Mm-hmm. That just seems very unusual as far as I'm concerned. And I think that they, I think with uh, Whitney's character, they let a couple of little things slip out that she had that resentment towards him when it came to, I guess, did she say she was pre-med or something to that effect? And she kind of changed up her entire career for Ola. And and that would make and more sense. And to follow sense. him somewhere. Right. And, yeah. Right, that would make more sense why she as would do why, something as like that. As to why she, she did that, him. because there's built-in, absolutely, there's that festering resentment. Right. I, absolutely. Because they didn't, and they didn't also, show that And also the resentment that she did everything to support him. Right. You know, she was, a, she was a wife before she actually became a wife. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So I, I I did think that was really good that they yeah. slipped that in That was very writing. telling. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, Renee... Uh, and the rich man, remember, she had ghosted him for a little bit, and then I guess she changed her mind. I guess she the, decided to not be cowardly right. and go ahead and say, "Let me jump all in mm-hmm. because I I really like this guy." Right, and he's nice to her now. We don't know what he might do no. in the future. Right, but, but he's presenting at this, well at this time, which can be said for every relationship. Right, you only know what's happening at the time. Right, you right, know. yeah. And then um, finally, Sandy. I'm not feeling Sandy's character. I am not either. I'm in full agreement with you. What was that? What? How will? And it was too much of a drastic, a dr- drastic change from where she was all in with him, and then all of a sudden she does. She doesn't want to marry him. And now she's, uh, you know, she's hyperventilating, and yeah. you know, she wants uh, to break up with him. Yeah. I now say. she needs some uh, anti-anxiety uh, medication right. because uh, he proposed to her. Right. You know, right. this but, is a man that you're living with and and so called in love and helping raise his daughter and everything else. Right. But yet when he is to marry you, you you go, you start hyperventilating and bolt from the restaurant. And, you know, right. just, just just I don't know. I did. The writers, when they do stuff like that, it annoys me. You, you find it happening too often. And it's very annoying. It's very annoying because it doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make sense at all. So I don't know where they're going with that. Um, but I thought the other going two. Going where they go all the time, you know, just just d- dragging out and having the relationship break up and this and that. That's where they always go. Right. And where you're scratching your head like, why is this happening? Why are they broke up? This doesn't like, make any sense. Right, right. You know, why Why is she self-sabotaging to that extent? Right. You know, so. Yeah, that yeah. Didn't, didn't make sense to me. Uh, but I, the, I agree with you. The other two ladies, there was much more development and, you know, everything kind of made sense. So we'll see where they go. Um, overall, I am enjoying the season. Uh, so am I. So am I. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to see where the characters go. And all along the way, they're going to wonderful and chic restaurants and clubs and wearing fly, fabulous clothes. Mm -hmm. So along the way, it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride all along the way. Okay. So, Ma, um, you know, since we talked about a few uh, different shows and movies this week, you know, we got to get into a little bit of pop culture. Okay. Uh, So we heard that the... NBA um, has decided that uh, John Morant will have a 25-game suspension for the upcoming 2023-24 NBA season. And this mostly comes because of, you know, his display of firearms on social media raised a lot of concerns. It's the second time. This is the second time. Second infraction. Correct. Public Public infraction. Right. Right. And so he's going to lose about a little over $300,000 per game, which comes out to about $7.5 million. You think that's a lot. Based on their predictions, he will lose around $50 million because for, between last season's games this season and now he is ineligible to make to become first team nba uh which means that he would be due like a huge bonus which is i don't know i'm gonna estimate 20 30 million something like that Altogether, he's gonna lose around 50 million dollars all because of his immaturity uh, and so obviously there, there may be some other issues there that we don't know ma what do you think well, about this not, suspension it, 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 and you know and that's not even to you know consider his image the damage oh. is doing to his personal image because Correct. apparently he has quite a large let's say fan base he does and uh, these you know young 
kids coming up really admire him and and uh, he has his all his different brands his mm-hmm. shoes that they love and and whatever else is going on and he's on. an entertaining baller uh, right and mm-hmm. and not to mention his talent mm-hmm. as an excellent uh, baller you right. know so we have to look at all those things and we have to scratch our heads and say please ja moran don't have to lose Mm -hmm. do not have to lose against all odds you are winning 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 don't have to lose you're starting to lose right now Mm -hmm. but you can turn it around Mm -hmm. but you have to be willing to do the work if you're going to have to sever your relationship from some of the people that you know you've you you know been hanging out with and so forth then that's what you need to do because it's your responsibility ultimately mm-hmm. to make the right choices, but also you need to be around people who encourage you to make well, the right choices. You know, and, and a lot of times out here and not a lot of people are starting to, you know, come to this real, realization. Oh, he's young. He's young. He's young. Okay. If you feel that he's so young, then maybe he shouldn't get all of this money. Maybe he shouldn't, you know, have all of this fame and responsibility if he's too young. Maybe some of it should be taken away from him. I don't think that the age has to do with it. I think you're old enough to play in the NBA. You're old enough to take accountability. Some people his age are married with a family family. and everything else, right? And right. And and he's a father. Uh, He's a young father. That's a whole nother thing. Right. Better example for his absolutely. That's a whole nother level of responsibility. And it's not just about paying, uh, taking care of the child financially because we know he's able to do that. Right. Right. But what about the quality of life that he's going to help? provide for her and a lot of you people know. have said um you know have pointed out to his father to his father who seems to you know be around and see all these things going down and not stepping in to stop it now mm-hmm. i understand that ja is a is a an adult and your parents once you become an adult they really can't do anything but they can be supportive. Yeah. They can be encouraging. And, and they can have sway. They can have they a lot of sway. They can make you, but they absolutely, they can, they can yes. make you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't want to disappoint my mom. I don't want to disappoint my absolutely. dad. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And there seems to not be that between John and his father, because right. his father seems to be okay with the behavior. Yeah. Well, absolutely. See, that's a whole nother thing. That's, that's a, a whole know? nother thing. We have to consider all the things that brought him to mm-hmm. where he thinks it's okay to do that. And he isn't even fully understanding the depth, mm-hmm. you know, and impact of what he's doing, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, you know, so John, you know, I hope you take this uh, opportunity, mm-hmm. view it as an opportunity as opposed to a punishment, right? view it as an opportunity because the, the career you save can be yours listen okay the career you save is yours if everything goes the way you know life should as far as with life expectancy and his the time that he can play in his career he'll have a long career ahead of him you know but you gotta act right you gotta you know get your stuff together you don't have to be perfect right but you're gonna have to do better than but you're gonna have to step your game up quite a bit you know and quit playing with guns okay quit playing with guns it's not even funny quit quit playing with guns don't play with not only don't get caught on camera with them okay quit playing with them and the friends of yours that think it's okay and laugh at it and i don't know what friend enemy or was it you who posted it I'll just never know about that. Right. All a level of craziness, self-sabotage, and destruction. You need you need to you need to sever some of your relationships. Mm-hmm. You need to sever some of your and relationships. And I you know, I did hear I heard um Stephen A and not you know, and I really like Stephen A. I heard him say that a lot of times that people that you know you grew up with in your hood that they want the best for you and they don't want you out in that life. Right. There's also the other side to where those who want you to lose it all, lose it all because they did. They're envious. Well, well, yeah, and that's the ones he's chosen right. to associate right. with. He's not hanging out with the uh, ones right. that right. are, you know, happy to see right. him shine and figuring, hey, maybe I could get something out of it too, in a good way, right. work right. for it, you right. know, sure, you know. So I'm, I'm you know, Ja, you know, I'm we're sending you positive vibes. I know you can do, you know, better, uh, ja. young man. I, I, you I know, get also, Ja, you know what I want you to do. This seems very paternalistic, but, you know, I am going to say this to you, and a good parent might say the same thing. I want you to go home 
in a room by yourself maybe and watch LeBron's movie. Shooting Stars mm-hmm. is the name of it. Yeah. And watch that. That's friends who grew up together mm-hmm. and it tells you how they all blossom together right, right. In, in their different ways. How they all had levels, high levels of success. Right. I want you to look at that. Though they were in the hood and of the hood and all this other kind of thing about hood. Right. Okay. They didn't let the negative negativity and the obstacles of the hood deterred them right and i don't know the ex- exactly when the relationship started but i know that rich paul and maverick carter have been in lebron's life for a very long time that's right and, and you see how right. they're shining well and and it actually follows up and gives you there's an epilogue at the end yeah. and it actually tells you where they are and how they've but done the, but rich and, paul and, and maverick you know, carter weren't in oh, there that's oh, yeah why and and so you know that's the thing the thing yeah. about it is if you want an example of people groups friends everything mm-hmm. coming through the hood of the hood and everything else hood and succeeding that's a it's a wonderful story it's a and wonderful not everybody story. can and take it's that, a true story right and it's my true. and like and you notice not everybody can take that journey with you not everybody's supposed to take the journey with uh, there you. There you go. So. There you go. And and you're going to have to sort of, you know, put your, you know, your childishness aside and step up because you know what? You hit adulthood some a few years ago. Right. And you're going to have to deal with that. And with wealth, riches comes responsibility. Oh, so, for sure. You know, you're going to have to step into that job. You could step into it or lose it. It's right. on you. All right. It's up to you. Guess what? Because there'll be somebody coming up right behind you to take your place. Listen, there's no shortage of uh, talent out That's there. That's right. That's there's right. no shortage. That's right. And okay. and and the NBA is bigger than everybody. There's no right. one player as big as or bigger than the NBA. Nope. Nope. All right, y'all. The, you know, a word to the wise is sufficient. Right. And you've had a lot of words. Okay. Yep. A word to the wise. Right. Is sufficient. That's right. Okay, um, so let's move on to somebody else. And I don't want to say that this person is acting like a fool um, because she is an, an elder in the, uh, you know, the community in the music industry. Anita Baker. Is she starting again? So after silently enduring, this is from her, uh, her account, her social media account, cyberbullying, verbal abuse, and threats of violence from the fan base of our special guest, Heart Slash Support Act, the interest of personal safety, I will continue the Songstress Tour alone. Appropriate refunds will be made. Blessings. So she pretty much just kicked Babyface off the tour. Well, we know that. We talked about that earlier. Well, we didn't talk. We She hadn't kicked them off officially. Oh, that was just a proposal? That was. She's, he's so officially gone. So now it's gone. done. It's a fait accompli at this the, point. Right. Right. Correct. Uh, Ma, what are your thoughts? She's been going back and forth from, and, and online. Um, and Babyface was like very nice about it. He said, yeah. I'm saddened by the news that Anita Baker has decided to remove me from the Songstress tour. It's unfortunate and disheartening to see how things have played out via social media. While I was looking forward to the rest of the dates, I have nothing but love and respect for Anita. And I wish her the best for the remainder of her tour. Just classy. That damn Babyface is classy as hell. Right. Just classy. He has not disappointed. Right. He is classy as hell. Because, see, that's what we see of him. He might be behind the scenes sticking needles in a, a doll, an effigy. Okay? Right. But as far as what we see and we know, and I'm going to give him, and I'm going to, you know, give him that grace. Because as far as I'm concerned, he is classy as hell. Yeah. Anita, I'm sorry to say for you, but you come across as a silly-minded person. Yeah. You really do not. You come across as a fickle, feeble-minded, almost dimwit. You really do not come across as a serious, intelligent woman. Right. And that's what I want to say. I'm really just surprised that Anita Baker, I guess I didn't know about some of her little personal things that she had. Well, you told me about her and Luther Vandross, and I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, Anita, come on. People really like Babyface. People love Babyface. And and we don't know how anybody is behind closed doors, but Babyface has always carried himself like a professional. Absolutely. And the way she's like, and why is she fighting with 
trolls on Twitter and Instagram just, or wherever she's just the fact what? that she that a woman of her experience and age would be so easily manipulated by nonsense. Right. It, it, you know, just goes to show, you know, we can't control what other people do, but we can certainly control ourselves. Why are you choosing to right. follow up with that I know, nonsense? I know it might make you upset. It may, you, I, you know, I, I just, maybe I would silence my feed or whatever. Right. I just wouldn't, right. why are you why, engaging with those people? Oh, absolutely. Why are you even, look, if I read something that troubles me enough, and I don't see how it's going to benefit me. I'm not going to continue to read it. Well, you know, we, we of course don't get anywhere near as many comments as someone like Anita Baker. But when we get comments, you know, we're happy for the positive, the negative. We know because the people are thinking about us. Absolutely. You Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Anita, Anita <laughs> Baker, I'm just, you know, kind of disappointed in you. Oh, I'm, I'm me too. I'm disappointed that, you know, that you don't have better sense. Yeah, that you well, just don't have better sense. We just don't know. Just because somebody has talent doesn't mean that they or that's sensible. Good sense, that's right. for sure. Okay, Ma, um, let's move on to another person who I am a little bit concerned about. Um, I don't really know too much about her except that uh, she's a model um, and that she had a relationship with Nick Cannon. So Jessica White is now on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and she is talking about a little bit about her relationship with Nick Cannon. Apparently she had a eight year relationship with Nick Cannon. I don't know how that's possible. I'll just leave that alone. But this is what she said. She says, you know how people always with this off and on. Yes. She says, I know, um, I think Jessica is about in her late thirties. So that's very possible. I think like 38. She says, I know you're upset about the show, but after eight years, I can't stand when things catch you off guard. And I feel like you deserve way more respect as a man, even though I may be more respectful than you ever gave me with public announcements. She said, I wanted it to work, prayed every day that you'd see me and love me the way that I love you. Maybe you did, but just kept it from me during the relationship. I walked away with more questions than anything. I don't know till this day, really, why current things had to happen. So I know she goes on and, you know, it ends okay. But now, um, who is that too? That's to this Nick? Is to, this is to Nick. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm so happy that I can say that now and still know how awesome I am. She says she didn't feel that Nick was proud to have her as a partner. Um, I'm proud I can say the truth and how I'm healthy emotionally and wouldn't change my insane insecurities that I prayed off my life. So I don't know my, um, is this give you any insight into Nick and some of his different relationships? No. To me, it seems as though that um, he, I don't, is dealing with no. women that have some unhealthy um, mental health issues Absolutely. going on. Absolutely. She was pregnant by Nick, but she lost uh, her baby during all of well, this stuff back and forth. Sad. Of course, it was, it's, of course, it's sad. And she felt that yeah. Nick was very insensitive. Like he announced, like. How sensitive do you think a man is who goes around with the, the 20 kids and 20 baby mamas? Right. Just well, how sensitive would you think that individual is? Well, what do you want me to say, Mom? Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said she has some some things she needs to work on. We all have things we need to work on, but some things, some people are in need of more intensive help, yeah. greater help, you know, ongoing help, and so on and so forth. We all have problems. Some people have bigger problems than others, yeah. you know, and that's just the way it is. And she has a serious problem. If she thought there was any level of sensitivity, she says she dealt with him for eight years. She and how many other women dealt with him for eight years? Right. I can't think of anybody he was exclusive with for eight years. No. You know, not anybody. It's, it's simply impossible. You can add it up right. and see the history right in front of you. Right. You know, he, no, no. You know, whatever the situation is, she had no reason to believe that Nick was going to be, what does she think, serious with her? Right. Uh, 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 monogamous? I right. know she wasn't that crazy. You know, I mean, uh, what was she hoping for with him? I don't know. I'm, I'm not understanding. To me, it's just very sad. It's I'm sad that she lost the baby. I'm sad that she is not uh, being fully uh, 
cognizant of what's going on with Nick. Yeah. And that's that Nick is right now about what he thinks is good for Nick. You know? Right. And and in fact, if Nick Nick himself has issues. I don't want to go all in. I don't want to start maligning Nick and, and everything. But Nick, you know, has different issues himself. And as far as with this young lady, um, I hope that she will continue to care about herself mm-hmm. and increase her level of, of self-protection, mm-hmm. self-awareness, and just overall self-care, mental and physical you know, self-care yeah, and um, not much more to say about her because it's just really sad right now. It, it doesn't, I don't know what, I, listen, uh, it just seems as though there was a lot of toxic relationships that Nick was involved in and out of. And, um, you know, some of these women, I hope that they women are easy, in women therapy. easily manipulated yeah. and, or women who just don't can't do anything for money. Right. Right. Okay. And, and Jessica white, what I do know of her is that she has had a pretty decent model uh, career. Yes. Like you've seen her and stuff. Yes. You may not yes. you know, know her offhand, yes. but uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful young, well, beautiful woman. Right. Uh, you know, but, mentally you got to take care of yourself you know that means it doesn't matter how you look physically health is health is health that's your mind and your body right you got to take care of both okay absolutely so i'm sending her positive vibes and And, and me too and i'm also gonna say best of luck to you jessica and i'm gonna say this is maybe terrible women maybe stay away from nick cannon just let him go get himself together yeah, that's what I'm because right now he's not bringing anything good to anyone's life. No, no. Okay, uh, my you know somebody else who I'm really concerned, including about. his own. Right. P.S. Including his own life. Somebody okay. who I'm really concerned about, and I know many people are my. So, uh, John Bayoga, who is in They Clone Tyrone with Jamie Foxx, has been reaching out to him and has failed to reach him. He says he can he keeps calling him, keeps calling him, all to no avail. But he says he's not going to stop until he can get him on the phone. And some of Jamie Foxx's other co-stars in the movie, They Clone Tyrone, which is coming out soon, they just had his premiere, have been reaching out to Jamie, and nobody has been able to actually reach him. What do you think is going on? Now, it's not really our business, but we do know that Jamie Foxx has a huge fan base and people will be concerned. Of course. Do you think that his family, in particular his daughter, should, you know, put out some type of statement to appease the fans or uh, what, what do you think, Ma? Well, yeah, that's where and I'm maybe going with that. I think it would be a good idea. I think it's in Jamie's best interest for um, his his people, his daughter, or whoever's going to be his representative, to make some kind of comments regarding Jamie to quell some of the rumors, right? You right. know, and maybe uh, you know a very um, discreet kind of message. I, I think would be good. I think a very discreet message would be good for the public. And um, I hope they do. I hope they say something because I don't know what's going on with Jamie. I, I don't know. You know, I don't think it, you know, obviously I don't think it's anything good uh, because we. if it was really good, we'd be hearing from Jamie. That would be the optimal situation. Right. Uh, however, I think there's different levels, you know, where he may be convalescing, uh, a lot of things could be going on. I think we need to hear something from Jamie's camp. It would really be good if we could just know how he's doing and and that he's still with us. Yeah. Okay. Well, like another person that we're sending positive vibes to Jamie and to his family. Um and and to and good on John Bayoga, you know, checking up on Jamie, you know, or trying to check up on him. All right, now let's turn, uh, change things up to some stuff a little bit more fun and, uh, you know, easygoing. Now, there was no reunion episode of Married at First Sight. I don't know why, well, whatever the confusion was, but they did have a bunch of castmates, you know, talking from the past. A tell-all tell all. thing. Yeah. yeah. And my, is there anything that stood out about that before we get into our uh, last segment? Uh, you know, not really. It was, you know, it was good to see there had been one candidate on there or participant on there from years ago. 
uh, oh, geez, I can't think of his name. I can't think from, he was a, a basketball, former basketball player yeah. from the Houston area. I cannot think of his name. And um, anyhow, he had a, just a really terrible time on there. It was just a horrendous marriage he had and very short-lived. And anyhow, it was good to find out uh, what had happened with him because I hadn't heard anything about it. Uh, he ended up marrying uh He's been married and has uh, at least one child. I think he's been married for like three years and has a child. So that was good. So he did, you know, find um, someone that he's happy with. And um, so I was happy to, to, you know, see him and hear about that. Is uh, it Tristan? Tristan. Tristan. Because Tristan, yeah. it had been a horror story. He was in the, Tristan. the G League in the NBA. Yeah. Right, right. So uh, I didn't care for Tristan, and you know why I didn't care for well, him. Well, I didn't care for certain aspects of Tristan's conversation and maybe his personality. I'm not too sure about that. But I was happy to see that um, he was no longer, uh, you know, being mistreated mm -hmm. and he had disentangled himself permanently from that horrible wife. Because however bad you think Tristan was, mm -hmm. that wife was terrible as well and even worse. It wasn't how he treated her. Mm -hmm. It was other things he said that may have been offensive to uh, African-American women and, you know, kind of colorist statements and so forth. I got on He that. didn't want to date women darker than him. I think I, that's, I, that's I, what I he said. I don't like to go too much into that. I know you don't like uh, because to go too much go into, into it. To no? me, we spend too much time on that is what I want to say. Do you think that someone has, do you think that, are you ever offended when someone uses that as criteria for picking a partner? Well, I just feel that they are um, maybe self-loathing and, buying into things that are I think they're basically self-loathing and they're buying into a whole lot of very ignorant uh, stereotypes that have been uh, propagandized by um, white people mm -hmm. and that's what I think I think it's a vestige of slavery okay? well it is ma it is and so and that's what I think and that's why I have issues with I know it you don't, don't want to talk, talk about it but we talk about it a lot well, let me I think way too much okay well, I, let, think, let me, I think we give it more power than it has. And I think that's the problem. Okay. Well, well, well let me ask you another question, a little bit different. Um, do you think that women, that it's a double standard when it comes to women yes. saying, I like this yes. or I don't like that. Yes. And we aren't as hard on women Absolutely. when they say their preference. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I've, I've experienced that very much. Absolutely. Well, why do you think that is? I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. But it hurts women, though, I, I feel, and at the end of the day, because women, well, you know, pretend to be as picky with see, men, and they're see, not necessarily. If I, go, if I go into all that, then it gets into colorism again. Okay, so we so, don't have to go so there. So I'm only going to say the standard that women have for men is different than the standard that men have for women. Well, it is. It's almost reverse. Right. So I think that's why. Okay. You know, so okay. I, and I don't want to go any further with that. Okay. We don't have to go. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Well, um, it's not making me feel uncomfortable <laughs> is that I think we're giving it too much power. Okay. I think it's all something that was thrust upon us through slavery. Well, it's it was. Like, it's like, like, it's like, and the, people it, continue it. it, it right. And, that's and, the and problem. I don't like it. And right. I don't like to keep it going. And I think that's just keeping it going. I think it's not even worth it. I think it's a non-issue. I think it is crap. I think it is something used to divide and conquer among all well, minorities. Well, it is an and issue, I, though. And I don't like it. it I, well, but, but we aren't resolving it. We're just blowing it up. We aren't that's resolving true. it. That's true. That's, that's true. That's the part that, uh, you know, we aren't speaking. We're speaking negatively against a people who say that because we know that that's not valid. We know that that is um, a level of ignorance that we would like to disengage from. You know, and, and that's the thing about it. And that's why I don't necessarily hold it against Christian, I mean, Tristan, any more than I would somebody saying any other ignorant statement. Mm -hmm. To me, it's on the level of just a foolish statement of just mm -hmm. somebody saying something foolish. Well, and I also so, think that people have the right to have their preference, but I, but I think, 
I think saying something like that, we, you know, it goes back you, to you've slavery. Embraced self-hatred you embrace it, right? From right. you know, and so, and and because white people are colorists among themselves, we as know. I have always said right. the blonde, blue eye when less right. than ten percent of them are naturally blonde and blue eyed. Right, right. But this is what they, you know, want you know want to, uh, you know, oh the dumb blonde and the this and the that. You know, none of it is is all ignorant. Right. None of it. None of who you are as a person has to do with anything to do with color ever. Right. At all. So, you know, um, that's well, why I don't like to go that far. In all right. Let's, we, we went too far, but let, uh, okay. one other person I wanted to comment on, obviously, that stood out in this uh, tell all, Lindsay, from, I guess she was from Boston, the Boston season, right? Was that where she was from? Uh, yes. Yes. What, Lindsay was. What? Oh, oh, my gosh. Lindsay, Lindsay, now she needs some therapy. I love, oh, my God, she needs to move in. She needs to, do, 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 you know, so rent angry. some space in the therapist's house. You know, yeah. she, you know what? I love the hostess. I mm-hmm. love the hostess of the show mm-hmm. because she got up and went back there and she talked to Lindsay in a way that a therapist might talk to her. Yeah. She talked to her in such a she good way. She might be a professional. She she may I be. I think she is. Uh, she, oh, maybe she didn't is. Didn't she say something I, I about really, her? Yeah. You know, my bad. I really don't remember. But she was on the money. Mm-hmm. She was dead on. She was patient. She was reassuring. She was confident. Uh, she was everything. She was an ally when she saw that a person needed her. Lindsay needed her to be one because Lindsay was self-destructing there right on stage All right. with her cuckoo-ness, you know, and, you know, with her fears mm-hmm. and with her insecurities. And she was always she was throwing shade and, and saying, she, and not she, shade, and she, mean things. And, well, see, that's all that's fear. Hurt people, all, hurt people. All, right, all that's her fear. And she was going in on... um. Uh, what's his Steve. name? Steve. She Steve. was going in on Steve outrageously, mm-hmm. and there was no reason for it. Whatever transpired in the in the past, mm-hmm. Steve was gracious and civil, and everything that you would want somebody to be on the on the set with you, mm-hmm. on the stage with you. He did not go after her. He was cordial, mm-hmm. you know, with everyone. And he did not say, you know, well, Lindsay, look how nasty you were. Mm-hmm. You this, you that. He didn't. He did not initiate any negative conversation with her at all. And even when she was extremely negative, he was still very restrained mm-hmm. in his responses to her. Okay, you know. So well, uh, I, I just loved the hostess. I thought she handled all that because Lindsay was going off. She was going off, but I I just kind of want to say that uh, I don't know what they're going to do on the reunion episodes because they've really dragged the season on for way too long. Yeah, I just they're milking it. They're They're milking it, but you know what? I'm saying that they're milking it, but guess what? I will be tuning in for the actual reunion. Yeah, we'll tune in and see. I will watch it. And we're also watching Love Island UK, but that's a whole other story. We'll We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. That whole thing. But I will be viewing, you know, these, uh, you know, the reunion episodes. I will be viewing it. Yes. Okay. Uh, My, um, on a very serious note, um, we know the movie The Flash is out now, which comes with a lot of different controversy. Uh, My, who is your favorite Batman? Is it Michael Keaton? Is it Christian Bale? Is it George Clooney? Is it Val Kilmer? Is it Robert Patterson? Or is it Ben Affleck? I don't know. I guess all the all the Batmans have not been so memorable. Uh, so I'm going to... Uh, Michael Keaton is back from like the 90s, I'm thinking. 80s, maybe. A- 80s, is it 90s? 80s? Yeah, okay. I think. Like late okay. 80s, early 90s, right? Um, Yes, I'm going to say, you know, but I haven't seen a Batman lately. You did. You saw Robert Patterson. Didn't you see? Well, when was that? Did you not see was that? Was Zoe Kravitz was in it too? Oh, yes. I even forgot he was Batman. <laughs> uh, Okay. That was like last year. Okay. Well, then I'm going to say the most recent one because of Zoe Kravitz. That's right. I knew he was a superhero. That's the but best I Batman? Yeah, he was good. He had a good partner and... You know, when she was good, what was she, Batgirl or somebody? Yeah, I think she, yeah, was she that was girl good. Or was she Catwoman? It's going to be, listen, was let she, me tell you, it'll be Catwoman? him. Well, she was somebody's superhero. It's going to be either Robert Pattinson or Michael Keaton. 
Okay, well, I'm going to say they tied. My my favorite would probably be Christian Bale and then Michael Keaton. Okay, I think Robert Pattinson did a decent job. Although I do do know I I don't remember him as Batman. I know I did see it, but I don't remember. He was he was excellent. Maggie was in it with him. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, wasn't she in the one? She was in one, and and I think Katie Holmes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Heath Ledger. He was the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember him. Yeah. Oh, so okay. that's a whole nother sad story. Okay. Um, but yeah. So just yeah. wanted to, to well, mention that. Well, lots of Batmans, you know. Pick the, your favorite. Yeah. So the, there was a couple of that weren't too good. Right. So I'll leave that alone. People don't like Ben Affleck as Batman for I whatever reason. I don't even remember him. I yeah. don't even know if I saw it. Okay. I think he was probably the worst uh, Batman. And I like I, Ben I Affleck. You, I think you're right too. But that role wasn't written for him. So that's all. All right, bye. Okay, so we we could t- finish the rest of our um, shot because I know you know we're drinking in moderation. Okay. Um, for this topic, ma, and so this topic is the ten most sex happy cities and the ten least sex happy cities. It is Father's Day, so hey. Uh, so, are you gonna take the rest of your shot before we begin? Okay. Here's to a healthy sex life. Salud. <laughs> Salud. So this comes from Men's Health and uh, the publication Thrillist, and they've come. They've crunched the data for categories like condom sales, sex toy sales, birth rates, and unfortunately, sexually transmitted diseases. Now we know STDs are not a good thing, but it also means that you're having more sex. Okay. Okay. So my unprotected sex. So we're gonna start off with the bad before we do the good. All right. So this is the ten least sex happy cities, ma. Go. Now let me know if you understand why. Ten is Billings, Montana. Mm, Because who the hell knows where it's at? Right. Go ahead. Nine is Reno, Nevada. I'm surprised at that. Well, that's the divorce capital. Oh, okay. Oh, it was. Go ahead. Eight is Buffalo, New York. Too cold. Too yeah. Seven Hartford, Connecticut. Not that exciting, right? Yeah. Number six, St. Petersburg, Florida. That's surprising. Too old. Number five. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, Manchester, New Hampshire. That's just not exciting. Mm, I think it's chilly there too. Go ahead. Well, number four, Charleston, West Virginia. Mm, People work too hard. Number three, Yonkers, New York. Mm, People tired from the commute into the city. (laughs) <laughs> number two burlington vermont too chilly people drunk people drink a lot there and my number one oh, two the diabetes vermont too much syrup Stop. go ahead <laughs> too, too much, much sexual too much dysfunction <laughs> go ahead number one portland maine is the least sex happy cities portland maine yeah, and oh, you, Chile. And you know that some of my relatives was thinking of moving there. Okay, mm. right. Okay, so the ten most sex happy cities. Go All right. Go. Number ten, my Houston, Texas. Woo woo! Nice and humid, steamy hot. They have a lot of strip clubs there too. That's right. Number nine, Bakersfield, California. Out in the country, nothing else to do. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Same thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My number seven, Arlington, Texas. Woohoo. Everything going beautiful. Everybody in good shape. Athletic. Uh, nice baseball stadiums, <laughs> baseball fields, or whatever. Oh, well, you know. You know. Yeah, Arlington, no, I know. Right near everything. That's DFW. Yeah, good, they're having good. a good time. Oh, yeah. Number six, Indianapolis, Indiana. Good music, <laughs> everything convenient. Yeah. Number five, well, I, I get this one Denver, Colorado. The weed, they're just on oh, the edibles, weed. Yes. And I think they can do mushrooms there too now. Okay, yes. Mm. Uh, so they have, um, uh, what do you call uh, drugs that make people uh, have an aphrodisiac? Their libido. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Aphrodisiac. Good. Right. Okay. Number four, Durham, North Carolina. Oh, Durham, beautiful. I think Durham, they have money, and I think it's a nice little area. They feel sexy in Durham. 
Now this one I'm surprised at my Go. Columbus, Ohio at number three. Ohio, good music. You know, so that's why. Yeah, everything. Okay. Yeah, nice. Okay. Ohio. I didn't know. Okay. Ohio players. Yeah, okay. Ohio. <laughs> now, now, my you can speak personally to this one, number two, Dallas, Texas. Dallas has everything. Dallas is a sexy little town. Okay. And little restaurants. Well, big town. All right. Everything beautiful. Just puts you in a good mood. Yeah, it's a sexy town. And number one, Ma, Austin, Texas. An even sexier town. Yeah, they also have very high STD rate. Okay. Well, I'll leave that alone. Yeah. Okay. We, I, I understand Texas totally. You know, the different areas you mentioned in Texas, I totally understand. It's four towns on there from Texas. Yeah, put you in a nice euphoric mood, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, beautiful. I'm surprised that they didn't have, like, L.A. I'm surprised that they didn't have, like, New York, New York. Well, those people are chasing stuff more. Yeah, they're chasing something. Yeah, right. right. Sometimes it takes them off the path. Okay, Ma. um, I need you to tell me three things that made you smile. The sun, the stars, the moon. Number four, mm-hmm. spending time with family. Oh, I love that. Okay, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I saw Toy Story 5 is coming out. I know that's really like silly of me, the kid in me, but it looks like it's going to be good. Um, number two, I know you're not a fan of this family, but um, Kourtney Kardashian has been trying to have another baby, and the first with her, her husband, the only husband she's ever had. So good on them. You know, that's what she wants. Absolutely. Um, and then number three uh, is last but not least, uh, a happy Father's Day and getting this to actually spend it with my dad and my family. I think that's I think that's really good. Uh, Ma, is there anything that you want to say? No, we I want to tell everybody: stay woke, be safe, and vote. And vote, vote for everybody from dog catcher to the president. Vote. Mm-hmm. Let your voice be heard. Vote and stay woke. And also look at some of the literature, some of the books on these banned lists by the Mm alt-right. You know, look at some of those books and consider reading them. All right, get your hands on those books as banned because that almost always means that it's excellent literature. Okay. And and true and real and woke literature. Okay. All right. I like that. So everyone, thank you for listening to the Bambushi Happy Hour. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook at the Bambushi Happy Hour, and also All Things Peju. Guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Things Peju, home of the Bambushi Happy Hour. Send us your emails at info at bambushihappyhour.com, and we also check our DMs. We really appreciate the support, guys. Have a happy Father's Day, a happy Juneteenth, and we'll be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.